2. The falconer of Carthane awoke to find himself lying spread-eagled, arms and legs out on the dusty floor of the hovel. The smell of blood was in the air, vestris blood. He closed his eyes and began to weep. He is secure, Master Lamora, said Ibelius. When the dog leech had awoken from whatever spell the bonds mage had flung at him, he'd been only too eager to help tie the Carthani down. He and Jean had scavenged some metal stakes from the other side of the structure. These were pounded into the floor, and the bonds mage was lashed to them by long strips of bedding tied tight around his wrists and ankles. Smaller strips had been tied around his fingers and had been used to pad between them, immobilizing them. Good, said Locke. Jean Tannen sat on the sleeping pallet, looking down at the bonds mage with dull, deeply shadowed eyes. Locke stood at the sorcerer's feet, staring down at him with undisguised loathing. A small oil fire burned in a glass jar. Ibelius crouched beside it, slowly heating a dagger over it. The thin brown smoke curled up toward the ceiling. "'You are fools,' said the falconer between sobs. "'If you think to kill me, my brethren will take satisfaction. Think on the consequences.' "'I'm not going to kill you,' said Locke. "'I'm going to play a little game I like to call Scream in Pain until you answer my fucking questions.' "'Do what you will,' said the falconer. The code of my order forbids me to betray my client. Oh, you're not working for your client any more, asshole, said Locke. You're not working for your client ever again. It's ready, Master Lamora, said Ibelius. The bonds mage craned his neck to stare over at Ibelius. He swallowed and licked his lips, his wet, bloodshot eyes darting around the room. What's the matter? Locke reached out and carefully took the dagger from the dog-leech's hand. Its blade glowed red. Afraid of fire? Why ever should that be? Locke grinned, an expression utterly without humour. Fire's the only thing that's going to keep you from bleeding to death. Jean rose from the sleeping pallet and knelt on the falconer's left arm. He pressed it down at the wrist, and Locke slowly came over to stand beside him, Hatchet in one hand and glowing knife in the other. I heartily approve in theory, said Ibelius, but in practice I believe I shall absent myself. By all means, Master Ibelius, said Locke. The curtains swished and the dog leech was gone. Now, said Locke, I can accept that it would be a bad idea to kill you. But when I finally let you slink back to Carthane, you're going as an object lesson. You're going to remind your pampered, twisted, arrogant fucking brethren about what might happen when they fuck with someone's friends in Camor. The blade of Jean's hatchet whistled down, severing the bonds mage's little finger of his left hand. The falconer screamed. That's Nazca, said Locke. Remember Nazca? He swung down again. The ring finger of the left hand rolled in the dirt, and blood spurted. That's Carlo, said Locke. Another swing, and the middle finger was gone. The falconer writhed and pulled at his bonds, whipping his head from side to side in agony. Galdo, too. Are these names familiar, Master Bonds Mage? These little footnotes to your fucking contract?
they were awfully real to me. Now this finger coming up, this one's Bug. Actually, Bug probably should have been the little finger, but what the hell? The hatchet fell again. The index finger of the falconer's left hand joined its brethren in bloody exile. Now the rest, said Locke. The rest of your fingers and both of your thumbs. Those are for me and Jean.